Time for the rural news, and in fact, we'll get some more on that issue around uh, climate change and the court challenge with Monique Steele in Ōtutahi. Uh, kia ora, good morning. Tēnā Corin. Yes, indeed. Dairy companies could end up in court over their greenhouse uh, gas emissions. Yes, well, as mentioned in the business news there, the Supreme Court has ruled that activist and iwi leader Mike Smith of Napuhi and Natikahu can sue seven big polluters for their role in contributing to climate change. They include Fonterra and South Island company Dairy Holdings. In a statement, Fonterra said it's disappointed with the decision and intends to defend Mr Smith's claims in the High Court. The Dairy Co-op says it agrees with Mr Smith that greenhouse gas emissions have adverse effects on the climate and that we all need to take steps to reduce them. However, its view is that Parliament, not the courts, is the appropriate place to determine policy on matters of significant public interest like climate change. But Lawyers for Climate Change Executive Director Jessica Palaray disagrees. She says the courts do have a role to play. The Supreme Court has unanimously said that the common law has the potential to require major emitters to be accountable um, to Mr Smith for the harms of their emissions and for acting in a way that threatens a safe and habitable climate system. What the court is saying here is that it's entirely possible for the common law to respond to the harms of climate change, just as the common law has responded to new harms in the past, but the matter needs to go to a full trial rather than being preemptively strong struck out. And in that sense, it's a really significant decision. Jessica Palaray says high-emitting companies need to be held accountable for their emissions, and this ruling goes some way towards that. Dairy Holdings says it's disappointed with the court's ruling, but wouldn't comment any further on it, Corin. All right, yes, we'll have more on that too. Uh, we'll t- in fact, we'll speak to Mike Smith uh, about uh, about 10 to 7, a uh, bit, bit before that maybe uh, this morning. Now, there's some other big issues, of course, facing farmers, uh, not least uh, the uh, Chinese economy. Yes, well, moves by the central bank, the recovery of the Chinese economy and geopolitical tensions are all set to shape and affect the agriculture sector this year. That's according to Agri, uh, Rabobank's Agribusiness Outlook for 2024. Senior analyst Emma Higgins says there are a lot of variables which will impact both input and commodity prices. So there's three of them. The first one is what happens with central bankers. So do they cut or don't they cut? Uh, Our view is that we're likely to see the OCR, the official cash rate, perhaps move lower from the Reserve Bank in the second half of this year. But ultimately, we're not getting hopeful that we are likely to see those post-global financial crisis financial rate levels just yet. Our cuts, we think, are only going to be modest, but ultimately this is important because it flows through to the cost of funds for our farmers and growers. Ms Higgins says economic growth in China is expected to be slow, which doesn't bode well for exporters, but she says demand for lamb should pick up in the second half of this year, once China has eaten through its inventory that it already has. She says input costs should remain stable, but that could change quickly if tensions in the Middle East escalate. So we asked what farmers here can do to weather these issues. Farmers are are used to weathering storms. They used to 
being agile and having to plan ahead. Um, I think this year the key for farmers really is to be agile, to keep reading across a broad spectrum of um, media sources and effectively trying to control what they can control within their own farm gate as much as possible. That's Emma Higgins of Rabobank and that's the Rural News for this morning. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much, Monique.